Welcome to the Dragon's Library, a podcast where I, the Dragon, talk about all the media I enjoy, past and present. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. All right, everybody. Well, I'd like to welcome you all back. Well, anyone who's listening, that is. <laughs> We've got something interesting today because it just so happens one of the things I wanted to review this week has something new coming out! Yay! Uh, for those of you who can't figure it out, it's Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, since the Godzilla vs. Kong is coming out Wednesday, I figured I should swap things around. So, the new schedule for this week is going to be a uh, movie, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, for today. And on Friday, we're going to be talking about the Dragon Prince and why you should definitely be watching it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, if you... Alright, let's be real here. You all know who Godzilla is. Everyone here probably has at least a basic understanding of Godzilla. He's just that well-known to a certain extent. You know, giant radioactive monster. And you also know they had that recent movie in 2019 where they rebooted him. Well, the other movie that rebooted him was the original Godzilla one. That one was, like, the last few minutes of it were fun. You know, when Godzilla actually showed up, the rest was people running for something that may or may not have been Godzilla. <laughs> but King of the Monsters is like, oh, we hear you wanted Godzilla? Here's your Godzilla! Roar! Oh, it's, it's, it's great. It's freaking amazing. I mean, I've watched some of the old Godzilla movies. And I've always liked the old special effects, but, like, CGI can do some amazing stuff when it's done well. And this movie is... This movie is, like, everything you could want out of a giant monster movie. Giant monsters, massive-scale destruction, and giant monsters fighting. There just so happens to be a kind of meh family drama in the middle of it. It's alright. Whatever. Who cares about the human characters? It's freaking Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm the off topic because this is just so fun. Uh, so, basically, uh, if you've watched the old Godzilla movie or you've watched Kong, there's an organization called Monarch and they study the kaiju, the giant monsters in the Godzilla universe. Uh, so after Godzilla's appearance in the first movie, and, and we learned that they, and, and the fact that we learned about that they had been around for a while in Kong, um, Mo it's revealed that Monarch has a lot of locations across the world where they found kaiju in hibernation of sorts. Like, they're sleeping. Um, and so, they are currently studying a lot of them. So Mothra, Rodan, uh, and King Ghidorah who's named Monster Zero, and who you all know is the bad guy for this, because it was all over the posters. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a scientist who's working on a method of communicating with the monsters, maybe causing them to calm down or be tame, you know, so we don't have to worry about giant monsters destroying our city. I mean, that, that seems like a good idea. Uh, so she gets kidnapped by an eco-terrorist group and, while she's trying to calm down Mothra, who's just woken up, and... After that, yeah, they decide they're going to use her device to awaken all the monsters and let them rule over humanity as a new, a new god's age because humanity is destroying the planet and we all need to be taught a lesson or be put under the foot of the old gods or whatever so that we don't, you know, ruin Earth and it, it's your standard climate control, but this is going a little too far, villain. You know, the person with the good point of, hey, yeah, we're poisoning and destroying the planet, but the answer, their answer is, let's murder, like, half the population. You're, you're Thanos villain, basically. Uh, so that... It's okay. The villain's alright. I do like that he's very self-aware. Like, their plan is going kind of awry near the, near the end. 
they go to wake up Ghidorah because they know apparently he's supposed to be in this universe a uh, secondary alpha. So another alpha kaiju, one who could like control or at least dominate over the others like Godzilla does. So their plan is to wake him up, let him take over, and wake up all the other monsters to basically serve under him as he you know, remakes the planet in the old ways with humanity under their feet. Um, but it turns out that they start waking up when Ghidorah is attacked, and they don't slowly let them out, they're just all waking up at once. Massive worldwide devastation. Uh, and, spo okay, there are a few spoilers now. So you know the basic plot of the movie, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's not something you go in for a real lot of depth, but it's just, you know, giant monsters fighting each other. If that's what you're looking for, this movie is all that and more. It's just amazing. Some of the shots in this are just fantastic. Uh, especially Ghidorah, actually. It, the design of the monsters. Okay, getting off the shot. But the design of the monsters is really good. King Ghidorah is probably one of the best representations of a multi-headed creature I've seen in cinema. Each head feels distinct. You have the leader, you have the secondary one, you have the uh, kind of dopey third left head who's always having to be pulled back by the others. The second head's always on the lookout. The first head is really aggressive. You get the sense that they're literally three different heads, three pieces of this beast, each with their own agenda in mind. I mean, it's very animalistic, but still, it's really good characterization. Godzilla gets the, gets the feeling of being this old primal force who's sort of good, but definitely on the I will destroy all the evil and anything gets my way of the evil kind of good, then I will look out for you good. Um, so yeah, that's the basic plot. From here out, there are going to be spoilers because there are a few twists in this movie. I know, a Godzilla movie with a twist. What fun. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so all people don't want to know is about... Yeah, the uh, scientist who got kidnapped was working with them all along, and it was her, and she agreed with the terrorist, and actually contacted him. And she dragged her daughter into this, so, uh, yeah. One of cinema's, well, okay, not one of cinema's worst parents, but definitely one of cinema's bad parents. There are a lot of them. <laughs> Seriously, what is it about cinema that, what is it about us that we just all want to see, like, horrible parents in every form of media? Like, I'm just thinking about all the bad parents in media who drag their children into, like, life-threatening supernatural conflicts. It's like, wow, you all would get your children taken away by Child Protective Services in any sane universe. Okay. Uh, basically, Mo Monarch ends up bringing the, uh, her ex-husband in when they believe she's been kidnapped uh, to help with the device she was working on to try and track it. They end up following Godzilla to King Ghidorah's been frozen up north, so they follow him to the Arctic. And, I mean, did I, was Antarctica or Arctic? One of those two. Uh, you know, giant... I think it was Antarctica. No, it was definitely Antarctica. It was definitely Antarctica. Uh, so they go down there, and... They find, and King Gator gets woken up, uh, they find out the doctor actually betrayed them, that she, you know, was going to work with the eco-terrorist, and then King Gator gets to fight with Godzilla, and it is awesome! There's like, Rah! Oh, I'm sorry. I, I can't, I can't do this without visuals, but uh, it, it's just amazing. It's, seriously, if you see this movie for one reason, see it for the giant monster fights. Because, I know this may sound obvious, but the giant monster fights in the giant monster fight movie are really, really good. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, Godzilla ends up getting a little hurt, uh, and ends up having to go back to his home, which is 
it's basically Atlantis. Uh, in this universe, the Hollow Earth theory is true. So they go into these tunnels under the ground in a submarine. They find this ancient civilization. Uh, Godzilla's really hurt from the battle, so he's not able to come back. Their idea is to basically feed him, and since Godzilla's a giant radioactive monster, they mean feed him a nuke. <laughs> I, I, I just love that. Like, saying that out loud is just so ridiculous. But they do, do a really good job with it. Uh, Sarazawa gets a really good ending to it. You know, the let them bite guy. He gets a really touching line where he saves Godzilla and, is like, and finally touches his skin and is like, goodbye, old friend. And that was awesome. That was really sweet. He's like the only, he's like one of like two good human characters in this. Maybe three. Uh, the others are like I think one of the Mothra twins. Like they imply that like the Mothra psychic girls connection that they had in the original movies. Uh, the person that plays one of those twins is actually pretty good. She does a good job with most of her lines. Uh, the dad's kind of boring. So, meh. The kid is pretty interesting. Uh, just because she has this like whole thing where she talked about how they were going to be letting the monsters out one at a time, and then when she sees the destruction that they're causing, she's like, uh, was this a good idea? No, it wasn't. You told me we were going to do this peacefully. She's like, well, my parents lied, dear, and it's like, it's like, oh, right, she's just a kid. She was kind of just dragged into this without any real say. So, uh, I kind of liked her. She was interesting. So, yeah, that was basically the movie. I mean, there's not a lot to say. Uh, King Ghidorah summons a bunch of storms. The kaiju go everywhere. He has a final battle with uh, King Godzilla in DC. The mom ends up dying. The dad and the daughter survive. Godzilla is crowned the new king of the monsters. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. A fun movie with a lot of awesome monster fights. Uh, the final battle is between, uh, I think it was King Ghidorah versus Godzilla, while Mothra and Rodan, he's a giant fire uh, flaming pterodactyl i know that is so awesome and it, it sounds awesome and it is awesome um they fight up there they also have monarch like in their like super helicarrier giant like stealth bomber uh helping out in the battle and that was nice you know give the humans something to do since they've just been taking up screen time the rest of the movie i i, I make it sound like i didn't really want the humans there and like I didn't. Like, Sarazawa and his little arc, and even the Monarch guys were good, but we really didn't need this random family drama shoved into the movie with Godzilla. And people were like, well, what are you going to do? You need a protagonist. It's like, Godzilla is your protagonist. You're making a movie about Godzilla. You don't need random human drama in the middle of that. You need humans to react to Godzilla. That's Monarch. They're the military people who are also trying to react to it, and you got Monarch saying, oh, we need the kaiju to preserve. The military's like, get rid of them. You have that. That's a good basis. You want some humans in your movie. You didn't need to shove a random family drama into the center of this. I think it would have worked perfectly well if the scientists had just been some random scientists. You didn't have a family involved. Monarch had gone to there. You didn't need the kid. You didn't need the dad. I did like the kid, but I, did, I just don't think they needed all of that. You could have taken that screen time and get it to Godzilla. You know, maybe have some deep shots, silent shots with him contemplating himself as he goes down to the you know, ancient civilization or something like that. Like, dig deeper into the, the characters that are going to be around in these movies. Godzilla, King, King Kong, Mothra, Rodan. Those characters are going to be your main characters. The monsters are the characters. Okay, what I'm trying to say. I've said it like five times now. <laughs> um, I think that is something they're having trouble with, is the idea that, oh, we have to show some human characters in here or nobody will get anything. And I just don't think that's true. I think it's a fallacy they've kind of just assumed up to this point. So yeah, uh, this video is going to be a little short today. 
because I don't really have much to say about this. It's not a complex movie or anything like that. It's literally just like a fun theme park ride, in my opinion. But it's a really, really fun theme park ride, and I would actually highly recommend you all see this. Uh, apparently, this didn't do as well in theaters, and I'm shocked because, quite frankly, this is what it is. It's a really fun ride. Get on the fun ride and stop complaining that it doesn't take a, a side venture to, like, a philosophy class for a few seconds. You know? Like, it... It can be just a fun thing. Not every movie has to be, like, deep and complex. Some of them are just basic fun rides, and that's okay. I think that's Godzilla, of all things, deserves to be treated like that on occasion. And, yes, I know for all you Godzilla fans out there, yes, there are some very serious Godzilla fan uh, movies that have addressed a lot of serious topics and are metaphors for all sorts of things, but if you try and tell me Destroy All Monsters where the aliens put mind-controlled chips in people and they had some of the corniest dialogue I've ever seen was a metaphor for a highly complex topic, and that's definitely why everyone didn't see it, you need to rewatch those old movies. Because the first few, and some of the newer ones, have been about a lot of important things. But a lot of Godzilla is just fun monster fights. Get over that. It's not a bad thing. So yeah.